following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Michigan. Welcome to the Huge Show. Beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Unseasonably warm Tuesday afternoon across Michigan. I am not Bill Simonson. Bill is taking advantage of the weather, I hope, uh, and called me in. I'm Jeff Risden, the managing editor of Lions Wire and Draft Wire at USA Today, uh, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. And we're going to talk a lot of football today. It's so much fun Fun, good things going on with the Detroit Lions. Look, I, I I know they lost to Baltimore. I know it was a bad game, but uh, I'm not worried about it. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Uh, we we got a fun show planned for you all today on the huge show. Got uh, we got to talk Michigan. Got to talk. Got to talk Pistons. We actually have Keith Langley from Pistons.com coming in in the five o'clock hour. Uh, the Pistons actually open their season tomorrow night. Uh, it sneaks up on you. Uh, the World Series is not even started yet, and we're already going to the NBA season. Uh, but uh, that, that, that's how it goes. That's that's why the NBA is is trumpeting uh, baseball these days. Let's talk some Lions. Uh, going to have my good friend Mark Schofield from, from SB Nation is going to come in. We're going to talk some general NFL, but also give it a little bit of an outsider's perspective on what's going on with the Lions and what happened Sunday uh, what, what happened with uh, the Baltimore game, and it is 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 it a one off, or is it something that you know we can you know worry about? Uh, so we'll talk with Mark Schofield from SB Nation. We'll talk about him in the four o'clock hour. Uh, coming up in the following segment after this one, we're going to talk with Anthony Broom from the Wolverine on Three Network uh, about what's going on with the Michigan football team and the sign stealing. Um, we're also going to attempt to talk about some football. They did actually win a pretty good game over the weekend. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk with him about that. Uh, like This whole sign-stealing thing, everybody does it. And I think that's, like, like as somebody who doesn't have a rooting interest in Michigan or Michigan State or really college football, I'm a draft guy. College football for me is work. I'm watching to evaluate players more than I have a rooting interest in who wins and loses. So my my thought on it is everybody steals signs, but how do you apply that to your football team? And I think the we're we're talking to Broom about it. He's gonna he's gonna give a lot more information on it uh, from the inside on paper trails, video trails, uh, what all's going on with uh, 
with us. It's just a crazy situation. And it's clear there's some motivation behind where it's coming from. And I think Anthony will get into that. I'm, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he won't resist the chance to uh, talk negative about our folks down in Columbus there uh, because that's clearly where it's coming from. Like, we're not naive. Um, but uh, that, I don't know, man. It, it, did stealing signs help them win? Was it 49 nothing over Michigan State in East Lansing? The worst beatdown that the Spartans have ever had in a, in a home game in, in what, there's 90 years or 100 years of Spartan Stadium? Like, come on. Um, they're, one of the things, and I'll go back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit of baseball here. The Houston Astros were accused of stealing signs when they won their World Series. And, and again, I don't follow baseball much at all. I do know that. But you still have to go out and hit the pitches. You still have to field. Um, you, you have to do things. Like, were they sign-stealing last night when they lost 11-4? to If they were stealing signs, it didn't help them. If you can't execute, it doesn't matter. All the all the sign-stealing, all the inside information in the world on what the opponent's going to do isn't going to matter. If you can't stop it, Right now, nobody's stopping Michigan, whether they're playing on the level or not. They're 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 that good of a football team. Uh, so we'll talk with Broom about that. Man, it's it's just crazy that this is dominating the conversation about the Michigan Wolverines, and it's it's unfortunate because this is a team that can win the national championship this year. They're as good as any team in college football right now. And uh, again, I, I'm an Ohio guy. I'm an Ohio Bobcat. I am not an Ohio State Buckeye. I am an Ohio Bobcat. My Bobcats, by the way, are looking pretty good, too. But uh, Michigan's football, it, it, it always seems like there's something going on around the team that takes away from how good the team is itself. And that's unfortunate because there's a lot of really good NFL, future NFL talent on that team. J.J. McCarthy is playing as good a football as anybody. Sign stealing or not, they, they still have to execute, and they're, they're doing a dang good job at it. Uh, they, I, I'm... I'm excited to watch what they can do uh, going forward. To me, they're a team that can win the national championship this year, um, sign stealing or not. Um, they don't. They don't need to seal the signs to be a very good football team, and I think that's getting a little bit lost in some of the conversation. And look, there. One of the things that's going on with it is yes, everybody does steal signs. Uh, every team does it. Uh, I know Mac teams that do it. I won't say their names, but I know that they do it. The difference is, is that, and, and I'm going to read from the NCAA bylaws here because this this is where the rubber meets the road on what the possible infractions are. I can go to a game um, as a as an assistant coach or a, a staffer, which I, I believe is what uh, uh, Mr. Stallions is uh, for, for Michigan. He's he's in their recruiting department, and I can watch the other team, and I I can read their their boards that they hang up with the four things on it, and that that's how they're going to run their play. And, and what their signs are, like, I can watch that. I can't record it with a video. And that's where they're getting hammered right now is because there is surveillance video, apparently, from inside other stadiums of the people sitting in the seats paid for by Stallions, the Michigan uh, staffer, were caught videotaping that. That is illegal, and that's where you're going to get in trouble. Does that mean the Michigan's the only program doing this? Probably not, but right now they're the only team that's been caught red-handed, and I think that's that's where the NCAA is going to be looking. Um, so you cannot do um, off-campus, in-person scouting of future opponents. I think they avoided that pretty well uh, because he's not going to those games. Uh, he's paying for those tickets, um, and one of the questions that I have is, where's he getting the money for those tickets? College football assistant staffers like that, they don't make a lot of money. 
Um, maybe he's you know buying them on secondhand market and reselling them. I I don't I don't know what's going on with that. But that's that's the problem is is that you cannot videotape it and and you cannot u- disseminate the information obtained from it to gain an advantage if you're an employee of the team. And that's that's. I don't know. It's a gray area. Um, so we're, we're going to talk more about that. We have plenty of time to talk about that. I, w- I do want to lead, though. I'm a Lions guy. By the way, this is Jeff Risen filling in for the huge show today, in case you missed that already. Lions, oh, that was heartbreaking Sunday. It was a rough Sunday. And it was rough from the very beginning of the game. It was one of those where um, I did actually pick the Ravens to win the football game, but I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to be competitive, and I didn't get any of that. Very disappointing um, as, as somebody who once sat in this this chair in this the studio here at 96 won the game in, in, uh, in Grand Rapids uh, uh, shooting across Michigan uh, through the Michigan Sports Network used to say it was a cider mill game. It was a game where if you had something better to do than watch the Lions get beat like a rented mule, it was a good day to do it. Um, I actually went down and cleaned my cat box. Um, litter box for a little bit just to get away from the stink of, of the football game. Uh, my cat's stink was better than that. It was it was a rotten game. Am I worried that that's something that's going to come up again? No, I'm not. I think that this was one of those, it was just one of those days um, to start singing the Limp Biscuit song. And I can't sing the rest of it because FCC violations prevent me from doing that. But uh, those of you who know the song, Break Stuff, it was one of those days you know, feeling like a freight train <laughs> coming at you. And uh, we were on the wrong end. Uh, as I said to, to my friend Brian Perkheiser from I Prevail, uh, who's a massive Lions fan, by the way, some days you're the dog, some days you're the hydrant. And this was just one of those days where they were the hydrant. Uh, Baltimore had everything going for them, and the Lions couldn't get anything working on offense, defense, special. It, it just wasn't there for them. I'm not concerned that this is going to bleed over. It, Monday Night Football. Las Vegas Raiders coming to town. I think the Lions are going to unleash fury upon the Raiders. I think this is going to be a terrible week to be a Las Vegas Raiders fan because what the Lions are going to do, and, and Dan Campbell talked about it in his press conference yesterday. Um, he said, we will be ready. He said it in a tone, though, that was like, we will be ready or else. And I think that's the message to his players and to his assistant coaches. They were not ready for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and that's not a good team to not be prepared to play against. And I thought Campbell, to his credit, was honest about you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have had the walkthrough last Wednesday. Maybe we should have gone a little bit more full speed. Maybe we should have done things differently. I'm going to look at how I coach the team, and I'm going to learn from this, and I'm going to apply it. That's very bad news for the Las Vegas Raiders coming in this week. Not not a very good Raiders team either, I might add. Uh, they just got their clocks cleaned by the Chicago Bears. So that tells you what level of opponent's coming. I don't think the Lions are going to overlook it. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a glorious rebound week for the Detroit Lions. I think you're going to see a focused Lions team come out. You're going to you're going to see them be all business in practice this week. Look, I'm not going to say that they needed a setback uh, or a loss because I don't think they do. I, I don't. I don't think they view things that way. Uh, I don't think NFL teams in general view things through that prism. Like there, there are no good, quote unquote, good losses for those of you watching on closed caption TV, um, which is none of you. Um, I am doing the air quotes with the the good loss, but 
this isn't a bad time to get that loss out of the way. Look, it happens to everybody. It happened last night. If you watch Monday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers, who, if, if you go on any social media network, whether it's X or Threads or TikTok or whatever else the kids are doing these days, the 49ers are like the team that Lions fans are worried about. Like, we got to be better than them. Well, last night, they weren't better than Minnesota. Minnesota's not. I, look, I don't want to write Minnesota off because they're playing some pretty good football. They've won three of four. They're a second place team, and they're they're the team that the Lions have to bury and, and stay in front of. And I think I think I think they will. I'm not worried. But the way that San Francisco got beat, making mistakes that they don't normally make, and by the way, that's that's two weeks in a row that an aggressive defense has given them loads of problems on offense. Brock Purdy has looked much more like the guy who was the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft than the guy who was getting, like, in other votes, MVP, Brock Purdy, quarterback, San Francisco 49ers. Like, that, that, that's that gone away after the last couple of weeks. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a lesson to be learned there for the Detroit Lions. And it's something, oh, man, that Ravens game. One of the things, and I wrote about this at Lions Wire, and I would encourage you to check it out in, in the spirit of self-promotion and hosting the huge show. That's what we do. We self-promote. Nobody self-promotes better than the huge show. And I'm, I will self-promote my, my article on the Lions about an idea that I had, shower thought. Why don't the Lions just play defense against the mobile quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, like Jalen Hurts, uh, like Geno Smith, like they normally play defense against everybody else because th- when they're playing anybody else – they're great. They're a top 10 defense. And you saw what happened when they tried to be careful. They're like, oh, we can't let Lamar beat us with his legs. Well, they didn't. He torched you over the top repeatedly because your coverage was softer, because your linebackers were worried, because your safeties were preoccupied with stopping the run. Stop doing that. Play defense like you normally play defense. And if he if he's, you know, gets 11 yards on a third and 10. So be it. He's Lamar Jackson. He's also an MVP candidate, as is Jared Goff. That's going to happen. That's what they do. That's what great players do. Make him do that over and over again instead of giving him the easy over-the-top passes. I thought the the playing soft and careful didn't work, and that's not going to work against the San Francisco 49ers either, and that's what Minnesota showed us. That's what Cleveland showed us. You go out and you punch those teams in the mouth. You stay aggressive. You play your game. You dictate the tempo of the game. You dictate how the game is played. In the two losses this year, the Detroit Lions defense has not done that. In every other game, they've done a phenomenal job of doing that. They're taking away what the opposing offense wants to do. They're telling the offense, hey, you try this, it ain't going to work. They didn't do that against, against Baltimore. They didn't do that against Seattle. There's a lesson there for Aaron Glenn, and I hope that he learns it. And I hope that he unleashes fury on the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think he will on whoever the quarterback is, whether it's the the beautiful Jimmy G or Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, the rookie from Purdue, who was actually uh, quite a bit better than Hoyer was Sunday in their loss to to, to the Bears. Uh, the Lions are a good football team, but I think you saw this weekend when they break character, when they get out of sorts a little bit, they're not that level of team. Uh, everybody was talking about, oh, Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they, they still are a Super Bowl contender because they're going to get into the postseason. They're still going to win 12, 13, maybe 14 games. That's probably a stretch. But the, with their schedule the way they are and, and the talent that they have, getting hopefully getting healthier, hopefully David Montgomery's back soon, 
the sky is still there for these lions. Like the sky is not falling. It's fine. They're going to be okay. I know there's a lot of people, the, the overreactionary crowd. I love y'all, but man, y'all got to get a grip sometimes. Like they're not going to fire Aaron Glenn right now. They're not going to trade Jared Goff. They're not going to trade Aiden Hutchinson because he didn't get, because he didn't touch Lamar Jackson. Like It's one game. You can't go from you can't have the vacillation of oh Jared Goff should be the in the MVP conversation too he's a bum don't extend him we got to see what else is out there like get a grip man like uh, uh, look I know it's diff- I know it's unusual to be rooting for a winning team I'm falling into that boat myself it's weird that the Lions are good it's hard to trust that they're good I have that trust. As somebody who's been a fan for this team since since the another one bites the dust, another one rides the bus days, I'm still feeling great about this team. It was one loss. Was it awful? Yes. Was it painful? Yes. Was it one game? Yes. And that's that. I hope that we can convey the rest of this week, um, all of us in the collective Lions media, because I think we're a fairly unified front on this. We all still see this as a very good football team that had a really bad day. And uh, hopefully there's no more bad days to come. I don't think it's going to happen this week. we got a whole lot of show to talk about that. But when we come back from our break, we're going to get back into the Michigan football scandal, snafu, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Anthony Broom from the On3 Network, Wolverine and On3, is going to join us and talk some Michigan Michigan football goings on. Hopefully we talk a little bit about the actual on-field product too, but we we, we got to talk about what's going on with the sign-stealing scandal. So when we come back, we will dive deep into that on the huge show across Michigan. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's Pumpkin Coin Toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for Pumpkin Coin Toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Save more, scare more when you shop Halloween at Meyer. Shop quality deals like buy two select Halloween snack, single, or king-size candy. Get one free. Get two for $10 on select DiGiorno frozen pizzas when you shop with Emperks. And for last-minute shoppers, take 30% off Halloween indoor decor and 30% off adult and youth Halloween costumes. Find all you need for Halloween in one stop at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back on the huge show. Obviously, this is not Bill Simonson. This is Jeff Risden sitting in for Bill today. Hopefully, you're enjoying a nice, beautiful day. Uh, again, it, it, it's a fantastic day to be outside. Get out, stream this along on your mobile devices on the iHeart app. If you're listening in your car, just just pull over somewhere safe and, and enjoy the sun because uh, this will be the last time that we see 70 degrees for a while. Uh, we've got a special guest coming in now. We, we, we just have to do it because, uh, you know, there, there, as much as I want to talk NFL and as much as I want to talk NFL draft, we've got Michigan football going through, coming off one of the biggest wins that they've had in a very long time. And we can't really talk about the win because there's something else going on here. We brought in Anthony Broom from uh, the Wolverine on three to, to talk about that. Anthony, thanks for joining me on the huge show. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about the win over the Spartans and, and J.J. McCarthy and his draft stuff, but we got to start with the the sign-stealing scandal, whatever it may be. Uh, give me your latest, he- what you're hearing on, on what's going on uh, in Michigan and from perhaps from the NCAA. Well, the first thing I'll say is I feel like the last two times I've talked to you, it's been amid some kind of scandal at Michigan. It has so, been. We've got to stop meeting this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as far I know, pretty much what's out there now, uh, given the the ESPN report on on Monday afternoon, um, you know, Connor Stallions bought allegedly bought thirty tickets in his own name uh, to eleven Big Ten schools over the last few years. Uh, sounds like he was sending. You know, he wasn't there. He's been a guy that's been on the Michigan sidelines, but uh, sounds like he was sending uh, people, associates, known friends, trusted agents, whatever you want to call it. Uh, to attend these games, and the allegation is that whoever was there in his name was also filming the the opposing sidelines. So uh, a lot of questions on that, a lot of gray area right now in terms of the NCAA rules on in-person scouting, in terms of what is actually, you know, who is actually a a university representative or a, a program representative when it comes to 
being at these games and filming these games and obtaining this information. So um, right now, just a lot of, I have more questions than answers. Like a lot of people do. I know, um, you know some people are quick to jump to conclusions and to say, you know, vacate the last three years and shut down the program and this coaching staff needs to go. I, I need more information. Um, I think it's, you know, it's the old Ted Lasso quote, right? Be curious, not judgmental. I want to see where this goes next. Uh, but right now, I mean, in the rosiest possible picture or outcome for Michigan, it's still a major, major red flag. And if also part of that is that this is just a guy that went rogue and was trying to, you know, you know, court favor among the coaching staff. Um, you know, there are questions about there's there are a ton of questions about that too. When he was making fifty five grand a year, buying thousands of dollars of tickets in tickets each year. So, and, and that's you know, that's that exactly stuff. where I wanted you to go with it. And I thank you for for reading my mind there. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a level a staffer at his level is not somebody who's going to be able to afford these tickets, especially at places like Ohio State, Penn State. Uh, that money's got to be coming from somewhere. It, is is there going to be any paper trail that leads back to the Michigan program? and or Jim Harbaugh. And like, so my take on it is I think Harbaugh probably had some awareness of what was going on, but I don't think he authorized. I don't think he was explicitly saying, I don't think he's that dumb, but clearly a guy in, in whatever his name's, his name sounds like a fake name. And I can't believe that he didn't use a fake name um, because if, it, if he was using a fake name, that would be a great one to use, but there's there's a paper trail, and is is that what's concerning Michigan right now? Is is where that paper trail leads to? I think that's a big part of it. Um, and again, I don't want to completely rule out that this was happening on his own dime too. I mean, it's the guy that, based on what's out there and what we know, uh, someone who really was kind of traveling on his own dime as like a volunteer uh, before he was hired by Michigan, uh, you know, to go to games and 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 things like that. So. I mean, if you're not doing anything all year and you're just kind of, uh, again, I'm just speculating here. I don't so so let me ask you this. Dad. What is his general role within the Michigan program? I mean, he's listed as a recruiting analyst, but he's their side stealing guy. Like they're everyone. <laughs> it, it's well known that, he, you know, a lot of staff have a designated guy on staff that is, you know, it, you're kind of a key cog in that chess match because it does happen everywhere. Right. Like absolutely. The issue at hand isn't the, isn't the sign stealing itself. It's the means by which you are gaining, you know, the knowledge and the Intel and this information. So um, based on what I know, like he was that guy, he was responsible for, uh, you know, not only kind of decoding what other teams were doing, but also making sure Michigan signs didn't get stolen. So um, that's, and I know over the summer too, like he's, he's also been a key cog in, in terms of, uh, you know, pitching NIL to recruits and things like that. So, um, that's kind of my understanding of what his role has been. Um, no, certainly I think he was hired as an analyst in a full-time capacity, I think prior to last season, but, uh, he has been with the program for, for a few years in, you know, in a couple of, you know, at least going back to before the COVID season. I mean, I remember seeing him on the sideline and I don't know him personally, just seeing and knowing who it was, um, sometime in 2019 and I'm sure it goes back before that too, but that's my understanding of what his role uh, with the program has been. All right. Talking with Anthony Brune from uh, 
on three network Wolverine. Well, yeah, easy for me to say Wolverine at on three network. Um, I'm, I'm still tongue tied by, by Connor stallions being a real name and not a pseudonym. Um, so just to be clear, and this is something that I think this is where some of the gray area, this is where Michigan fans are pushing back. Like you, you brought it up. Everybody seals, steals signs. I can't talk today. I need more coffee. Everybody steals signs. It's not illegal to steal signs. Like if I want to go to a game right now, I'm an Ohio Bobcat. If I want to go, our rival is Miami. If I want to go sit on Miami where I can see their signs and, you know, hey, the octopus means this. The duck means this. The, The picture of Bob Huggins means this. I can write that down, and I'm fine if I deliver that to, to the Bobcat program. Coach Tim Albin, Mac Coach of the Year coming up. You know, I'll know that's going to happen. But if I record it with my phone or some covert device, you know, the 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 Google Vision glasses or whatever, that's illegal. And, and that's where they're getting into trouble with this, correct? Well, and also, too, like, the gray area is that you, you in that scenario, aren't a representative of – the university. You're just a fan who went and filmed stuff and saw stuff and sent it in. And, and based on my understanding of the rule, technically that would be fair game. Um, again, there's a lot of gray area here, maybe the grayest of areas, honestly. So um, again, I mean, if, if uh, it's, it's, it's hard to tell, you know, this is, there's no precedent <laughs> for this. Like that's the crazy thing too. And um, you know, we can argue the merits of, you know, the spirit of the rule and, and what's the purpose of the rule. The fact of the matter is it was a rule and in the rosiest possible outcome for Michigan, the rule was, you know, the line was straddled, straddled heavily here um, in the rosiest picture, uh, you know, if not outright broken. So to me, again, it's just, it's this gray area, right? And, you know, there's going to be more info information that comes out. Um, there's going to be plenty of leaks, um, plenty of information, plenty of reporting, uh, whether it be, you know, from what evidence has been submitted to the NCAA um, and things like that. So that's kind of the issue at hand um, is who was going to these games. Was, you know, was this being bankrolled by Connor Stallions or someone else or, um, yeah, it, it's tough to say. Like, I, that's just information I'm not privy to. So to sit here and speculate on it, it like we are, that's one thing. But I can't say for certain yet what's going on. And, and I just, I need more information. Yeah, I, I appreciate your restraint on that and your professionalism because uh, there are some people who are willing to run with that. And uh, I'm glad you're not one of them because I'm not one of them either. Uh, we'll get some resolution in time, hopefully sooner than later. But it's. It's taken away from a monumental, like shellacking, of Michigan State, and I think that the 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 enormity and just the complete devastation in that win, it really looked like a varsity team playing an eighth grade team uh, in high school football level. Like it, it was that overwhelming, like that obvious that that Michigan was just that much better. It, how is the team focusing? Are, are they able to, to celebrate that a little bit and, and you know understand that, yeah, we, we did fantastic on the field, or are they sort of caught up in this too? Uh, well, it's easy to look that way when you have all the signs. For <laughs> <laughs> all that last few days. Um, that's, yeah, I, to go back to the team, I, I mean, I think to their credit, I mean, those players, um, First of all, I mean, these players have no knowledge of things like this. Like, honestly, like they're focused on doing what they're coached to do, going out there, executing the game plan, 
and getting out, you know, getting out with a victory. And when you look at player execution, I mean, and maybe execution is the word. I mean, that was wire to wire dominance, the likes of which we, you know, we've seen this year for Michigan, but you know, to, to go into Spartan stadium, a hundred years of Spartan stadium and hand them their most lopsided home loss in program history is impressive by any measure of it. I mean, and it wasn't like, you know, they were ripping off 75 yard touchdowns and 60 yard touchdowns. And I know they had to pick six, but it was clinical. It was surgical. And when we talk about this Michigan schedule, you know, a lot of the discussion has been around, oh, well, they haven't played anyone. Well, if that's the narrative is how you perform against those teams is, is a lot more important than, than who the team is. Like, and it, it has to be thorough. It has to be dominant. And this was their most dominant effort yet. And again, I think those players, the way they locked in and kind of quite frankly, kind of rallied around what's going on, uh, I think deserves to be commended. I mean, there's still a human element in all of this. Again, there's a lot of, you know, there are players that are learning stuff in real time the way that we are. Um, I, I, again, it's just that, that's a tough were, spot for them to be in too, uh, you know, because they're going to get asked questions and they're, they're going to know even less than we do, quite frankly, because that that's uh, uh, college students don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. They're, they're more worried about, you know, you know, when can I get my next video game time on? You know, when, when do I get a downtime? What am I having for breakfast tomorrow? That, that sort of thing is a lot more in their minds than, than what's going on with things way out of their control with the program. Talking with Anthony Broom from uh, the On3 Network, Wolverine On3, uh, about Michigan. Um, want to get your thought on J.J. McCarthy. I have, uh, as a draft guy, uh, I am learning to love him more and more. I thought the way that he's played in the last two, three games – has been superb. I think he bounced back very nicely from a, a kind of an off day at Bowling Green. Uh, your thoughts on on where he's improved a lot, like technically, um, and, and just you know how well he's playing right now. I mean, the, it, it's night and day. I mean, we saw kind of glimpses of him taking a step forward late last year when Blake Corm uh, was injured and and out for the rest of the season. But you know, this year, outside of that Bowling Green game where he just kind of vomited up apparently all of the mistakes he possibly could have in these first eight weeks of the season. Uh, he's been, we talked surgical clinical. That's what he has been. Um, and I know he doesn't have the dropbacks that a lot of these other, you know, pro prospect quarterbacks have, but you know, you go in and look at some of those advanced numbers. I mean, he's right up there in terms of EPA and, and all those types of things. Like he is their most valuable player and one of the most valuable players in college football. So you know, where I look at where, where he's improved, I think it's, you know, the game has clearly slowed down for him. I think that he's been more decisive as a runner too. you know, knowing when to roll out, knowing when to just pull the ball and, and make a play on your own. And the thing is too, I mean, where he's been so good is when, you know, that scramble drill type play where you got to roll out, you got to make something happen. He's always keeping his eyes down the field. And, you know, for me, I mean, if I'm, I, you know, there, there'll be debate with the guys, you know, you know, you're, you're the draft guys that, you know, who is he better than so-and-so? Is he better than this? Is he, you know, where does he rank? But, you know, you look at what he's doing right now. I mean, arm talent, check. Accuracy, check. Mobility, check. Intangibles, check. Like, he checks all of those boxes. So, you know, to me, I mean, you watch him play, and again, I know he can technically come back next year, but you, you watch how he's played compared to, you know, some of the other guys in this class, and 
I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling he's going to be playing on Sundays next year, and he's going to be playing on Sundays for a long time because I really do think that, you know, we can have questions about upside and, and decision-making and things like that, but he does. To me, if I'm an evaluator, he checks pretty much all those boxes. It, it's been really impressive to watch. I'm with you on that. And just as, a, as an aside, Caleb Williams, the last two weeks, last three weeks, actually, two touchdown passes, three interceptions, uh, and they've lost two games. Not saying, just saying. Uh, McCarthy is, is looking fantastic for me from for, through NFL draft eyes, and I agree with you. I think the decision making that he's showing uh, is a big step, and that's something that that's going to help them win in Happy Valley. It's going to help them, you know, beat Ohio State, who I think they match up very well with on paper. Even though I think I'll, I'll get your take on this. My my thought is, is that Ohio State and Michigan have roughly equivalent talent, but the quarterback position is one area where Michigan has a huge advantage, and I also think that they just they match up well with what uh, with what Ohio State doesn't do well. And uh, it, it looks like both teams are steamrolling towards a, a – I don't want to overlook Purdue. You know, I don't want to don't want to diss Penn State or Maryland too much because Maryland's kind of dangerous. But it sure looks like that game uh, – what is that? Thanksgiving weekend is going to be for, for the Big Ten title. Um, your early, early thoughts on how Michigan might match up with Ohio State there. I guess I don't talk to you again before that. Yeah, uh, the early thoughts, I mean, uh, their defense is, is definitely improved from last year. I think they're playing a little more physically. Um, offensive line, though, I mean, I have questions about that. They can't really run the football. Kyle McCord is, you know, the numbers are, are good, but, you know, he's he's kind of a notch or two below the, the talent they've had at quarterback, but yeah. it's those playmakers. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr., incredible. Uh, Cade Stover, maybe the best tight end in college football, not named Brock Bowers. No disrespect to Michigan's guys. Um, yeah, so they Michigan's playing pretty well there too. There. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they still have that firepower. And I think at some point, you know, and maybe it, it doesn't get there because, because of Kyle McCord's feeling or what he's shown so far. But I think if Ohio state can just be the Ferrari that it is and stop by trying to be a snowplow, they they could give Michigan some real problems. And and even then, you know, we, we saw how the game has gone in the last couple of years. Like Michigan's just found a way to get it done. But yeah, I mean, you look at that Penn State, Ohio State game, um, to me, I mean, the game at Penn State's still gonna be a battle, tough place to play, physical football team, very good defense. But Michigan, Ohio State is, is gonna be for all the marbles. And given that, you know, to be frank with you, a lot of these leaks coming out right now are from Columbus. There's even more. No, really? Right now. So uh, just, a, just a hunch, just a suspicion. Um, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that their head coach has accused Clemson and Georgia of stealing signs over the last few years. That's neither here nor there. Um, like they're not doing it. Like, God, it's, it's hard. A, it's hard. So I'm, I'm so, I went to high school in Columbus. I went to the same high school as Trey Burke, uh, Columbus Northland. The paranoia that comes from that city, like like there's there's a fair amount. I'm not going to absolve Ann Arbor from this, but the paranoia that comes out of that program is just crazy, and it's it's ratcheted up a notch with Ryan Day at coach. It's it's frustrating. Yeah. So there's. I mean, to me, I mean, in the past, the more paranoid you are about stuff happening to you, maybe the more you might be are doing something that you shouldn't be as well. Bingo. Yeah, Hunch, just a theory. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I do think November 25th is going to be a battle. Um, that's one that Ryan Day absolutely has to win. It's one that you know, given everything that's going on, 
Michigan has to win. I mean, both teams are going to be desperate to win that game. And I don't necessarily know that both, you know, there's a path for the loser to sneak into the playoff like they did last year. So I'm excited for it. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, but And again, we're, we're not looking past Penn State, but if Michigan's defense can do anything close to what Penn State's, di- uh, what Ohio State's did against Penn State, I'm not worried about Drew Aller beating Michigan because uh, he's not. He's not going to. And they don't have the weaponry to, to, to counter that either. So, I, again, you don't want to look too far forward, but uh, I appreciate your insight on, on the Ohio State matchup. Uh, Anthony Broom from the On3 Network, Wolverine at On3, talking some Michigan with us. Thanks for joining us, man. And if I don't talk to you again before that Ohio State game, I'm going to hold you to what you just said uh, as gospel, even though it's more than a month away. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. Mate. Hopefully the next time we chat, uh, it's not a mid scandal and turmoil, but I would love to talk to you right about now. Michigan going to wherever they're going in the postseason, and maybe some basketball too, because I know you're a big basketball guy too. Yeah, that'd be nice, but Hey, we'll see what, uh, we'll see what the future holds. All right. Anthony broom. Thanks for joining us on the huge show. Uh, we're going to hit a break now. This is Jeff Risden signing off for, uh, for a little bit here. Everything huge 24-7 at net. Holiday deals are here at Meyer. Don't miss out. Right now, you'll find half-price deals on some of your favorite brands. Hurry in and get 50% off Columbia women's outerwear and apparel. 50% off select kids' activewear. 50% off London Fog Throws. And 50% off Edgar and Ash Young Men's Apparel. Plus, don't miss buy one, get one for a dollar select Yankee Candle Large Jars. Shop Meyer now for super savings. These deals won't last. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to TheUrbanU.com to find out more. That's TheUrbanU.com. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh, my. The boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks, the show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
All right, welcome back to the huge show. Wrapping up hour one here, and I'm going to talk about the weather because it's a beautiful day outside. It's 70 degrees. This is likely to be the last 70 degree day that you see in Michigan. So, those of you listening to the Huge Show across Michigan, this is Jeff Risden, um, amateur meteorologist, professional editor of the Lions Wire and the Trap Fire. Uh, celebrate the, the outdoors. Like, look, I know we like to grill all year. This is a fantastic day to fire up the grill because it's probably the last 70 degree day you'll see. The, I actually looked this up. The average temp, the, the first date of 70 degrees in a year is March 30th. So we might not see 70 degrees again for five months and a couple weeks. So get outside, celebrate it. Look, the huge show is available on the iHeart app. It's streaming everywhere that you want it to be. If, if you have the ability to be outside today, please take advantage of it. It's a wonderful day. You'll feel better. You'll feel better about the lion's loss. You'll feel better about just, just about everything in general with life because it's it's a nice day. Um, it's going to be crappy this weekend, bad for Halloween. So get outside and enjoy it. When we come back, we're going to talk some lions and some football on The Huge Show. Big. Bad. Huge. 